1: That's right. What is up, everybody? Welcome on to this edition of Wake Up War Chant, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill in Tallahassee, Florida. CPTallyBar.com is the website. This is your Tuesday podcast. Mm. We're doing this live on a Monday night, courtesy of our great friends over at DeLuna Coffee. DeLunaCoffee.com. Come explore our world of coffee. Promo code WarChant15. We like to talk about team news. Uh, players playing for the program right now, Corey how things look game-wise, previews, things of that nature. But we got some uh, breaking news tonight, which we'll have Michael Langson hop on here shortly to also discuss. Recruiting, right? That's the next sort of checklist on the climb, at least for maybe some of the folks that want to see a little bit more out of Mike Norvell here. And it also includes obviously getting a quarterback in this class, which they do not have. Jordan Travis is, I mean, he's a fifth-year guy. He's been playing college ball since 2018. Brought Glenn, who at one point was a uh, target for them, Over the summer, ended up committing to Ohio State. He just did what the kids call a flip. Hmm. So it's right there on your screen, everybody. Real news. Real news. They just got themselves a quarterback, four-star out of Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, They wanted him up in Ohio State and Columbus. Not that we're chasing people, but, man, that's not a bad pond to be fishing out of, Corey. Uh, Shout-out to uh, the staff, Tony Tokars, Mike Norvell, Alex Atkins, everybody on the offensive side uh, sticking with it, getting Brock Glenn to – Flip and commit to the Knolls, as you see there on your screen. Think, let me let me see. If there's even some. There's a video. Let's see if it's uh, be too loud. Maybe.
0: On, oh, we can't. Yeah, can't yeah. Oh, he's gonna wear number one. Oh, all right. Taking yeah. after the great Fred Rouse. Mm, mm.
1: More of a Corey Surrency guy when it comes to number one. More right.
0: Right. And I don't think there's ever been a number one that made a big play in a game for Florida State, so he might be the first. Oh, he
1: can do the gritty. We're all right. We're in good hands. Uh, we're in good hands. I think. So
0: yeah. I just looked him up. He's ranked on on three, and I know you know That's websites. Pretty, I'm no, sure he's I, higher on other hands. sites. Yeah, we're
1: in good hands. I think. Sorry.
0: Um, right. he's he's ranked the 21st quarterback in the country. Four star, like you said, from Memphis, Tennessee. Six one and a half, 195. Looks like a pretty built kid. He's only going to get bigger. So, but I think he can he can run a little bit right if I remember him correct. If I remember correctly from uh, the summer.
1: Yeah, we'll check, out, uh, we'll check out his film here. As you look at the RPM that has not updated the news, uh, again, Brock Glenn has committed to the Knowles, and with that said, let's bring on in our recruiting analyst uh, here for the next 10, 15 minutes to give us the lowdown on how this all happened. It would be none other than Michael Langston, who, Johnny on the spot, able to hop in here on such short notice, man, we appreciate the heck out of you, Michael. Uh, I guess first off, just talk about how this came to be, and then we'll, we'll scout him out later, but just... Felt like maybe that ship had sailed on Brock. Glenn, what do you think has kind of happened here with Florida State to get into the mix and eventually turn them and have him flip out of Ohio State commitment?
2: I think uh, I think first off, you know, they uh, the season, uh, what they did this season. I think that affected Brock a lot. I think he wanted to see what these guys would do. Uh, obviously, he's from Memphis, so there's a lot of strong ties to Norvell. And a lot of guys on that staff, not just – not just guys that are that he brought over, but also support staff guys that he knew really well. And he said it, even when he visited FSU, he said it like, this was the perfect fit for me. You know, even though, obviously, we know what Ohio State does with quarterbacks, so that speaks for itself. I think that probably led into it that, hey, maybe these other guys are going to get a chance to play, and, and I have a better chance with FSU. I think the really this is the product that sold him because it's like, okay, now I know these guys are really good. Like I know what I'm gonna get developed, and he's he's the uh, usual type of quarterback. If you look at it, of what Norville likes, uh, he kind he's kind of he does a lot of the similar things that the Brady White. Did I get his name right, Corey? I don't know if it's Brady White that yeah, yeah he was from uh, Memphis. Yeah, yeah, he does a lot of similar things to that he has more size than obviously Brady did. But um, I think from a skill set and arm talent and and reading the field and doing all those things, I think he was he was just perfect. And this is the guy they wanted. I mean, this is the guy when Parson left. This was the guy they wanted. This is their number one guy. So to get him uh, back in the fold, he's got like I said, big arm. Obviously, accuracy is kind of the thing that I'd be critical. I want to see more of that. But he's certainly mobile. He knows how to maintain his way in the pocket. Um, You see that a lot with his clips. And I think it's just massive news. I mean, because everyone's like. Hey, when when are we going to see something recruiting-wise with all this stuff that FSU's doing on the field, where they're kicking the crap out of people? You know, winning—they got eight wins. Uh, When are we going to see it? Well, tonight you're going to see it because I think this is a direct result of what they've done this season. And I think uh, I think Tony Tokars just deserves a lot of credit. Mike Norvell—I don't think they let up as far as how they push for him. And then I kind of raised my eyebrows when they went to see him in person. uh, You know, early, late into this year. Uh, they want to evaluate him and see him, so that that's usually a sign that hey, something's developing there. So then I started, you know, hitting up different people, and then I'd probably say last Wednesday or Thursday, you know, I heard that hey, this is this is real, this could likely happen. Uh, it was actually going to happen. They thought on on Friday or late Thursday, but um, I think he I think he wanted to get in touch with all the coaches, do the right thing with uh, his previous school in Ohio State, and then. um you know, they got it done today, and I think it sets up better for it today. You get it at the start of the week. people It's going to blow up the Internet, all that stuff. People are getting excited, uh, so there's going to be a lot of excitement off of it. So I think it's major news for FSU, you know, because now it makes your scenario with your quarterback room a lot more easier, especially if Jordan Travis returns.
0: Yeah, and I and I think, Michael, just watching these clips, and I'd forgotten. Yeah. I, are these senior year clips? Do we junior, know? Junior, okay. They're probably junior
2: year, but if you go to his uh, Twitter account, Aslan, he's got his new senior video up. I actually mm-hmm. put that on my commit post that I did on Brock, so it's in there. So if you look at his uh, penda or high up on mm-hmm. his uh, Twitter account, it has his senior film. And like I said, it's you watch a lot of stuff. I mean, strong arm. Um, certainly, uh, very good maneuver in the pocket. I mean, he doesn't,
0: he I think that's up. the best thing, Michael. When I've watched yeah. these clips, I mean, yeah, he's got arm. A lot of anybody that's a four star quarterback has a nice arm. The way he manipulates the pocket and moves right. up and doesn't right. just, oh, there's somebody for me, there's a lane for me to run, let me run. He's, right. He feels pressure, scoots away from it, but keeps his head downfield. That's, you know, I know I'm not the uh, who's the QB guru that uses the brooms and the George say, Whitfield? Uh, George Whitfield, I'm not George Ooh. Whitfield. But I, I really like that. That that is really impressive. That's already next level stuff, the way he kind of feels pressure in the pocket and scoots up and still is able to get
2: throws off. Yep, exactly. And uh, if you look at uh Hayes Fawcett has a has a story too on the uh, should be on our front page. Eventually uh, he talks about the reasons why he picked FSU. He says he's always loved FSU. I'll read a little bit to you. I've always liked FSU Florida state since the, the recruiting process began. And then they had the season they had, and it really opened my eyes a lot. I think everyone sees what coach Norville is building. He's a better person just getting the opportunity to be coached by him and be a part of what they're building. What he is building there is something I can't pass up. Like I said, mm-hmm. season, you want to know why the season matters? This is why this is this is the type of kid you get when you're seasoned and you start turning around your product. And he's not the only one. There's there's several guys out there that uh, there's there's significant recruiting momentum because of what they're doing on the field. I know a lot of people are like, give it to us now. Like uh, when we did our recruiting chat uh, with Aslan this week. But uh, it's like it's happening. And I think now people are kind of seeing what's going on. And well, obviously, we, he's we went seen. into
1: the season talking about they had to win yeah, to start yeah. getting recruits to believe and buy into it. And listen, man, they've been winning. This is uh, this is long overdue, man. This is this is what people wanted. This is uh, incredibly encouraging, man, to finally see that what's happened on the field pay off. Because, yeah, you you can't wait around, man. You know, Billy and Mario Cristobal, are, they're, they're pitching what they have right now and come here. We need you right now. They're doing all right. There's no reason Florida State shouldn't be able to eclipse them. And this helps for sure when they get a quarterback in the
0: class court. Yeah, well, yeah, and obviously he sees the writing on the wall at Ohio State. That program is on the decline. That is that is a dumpster fire in Columbus. Everybody sees that. They almost <laughs> lost the game this week. Uh, but I think, don't you think, M- Michael, like, look, he's not the number one quarterback in the country or even right. number five. But the fact that he was committed to Ohio State, I think even if a Florida State fan might be a little hesitant, like, okay, I wanted a five-star. I don't want a number 20th-ranked quarterback in the country. My man was committed to Ohio State. Ohio State wanted him. That should be all the proof you need that the kid can really play. Right. And he was very much valued around the country.
2: Right. Absolutely. They went into him late. They got on him. They wanted him so much and who does better. There's nobody that has done. I mean, not to be, make this Ohio state pom-pom waving, but there's nobody that's done better with quarterbacks as of late than Ohio state. They do a great job, you know? So the fact that they wanted him, I think that speaks volume. And to Aslan's comment. Yeah. Uh, you should want results, but the results in recruiting don't always show right away. You know, and I, I was trying to explain to people it's building and I know you want it right now. And yeah, you feel like you deserve it right now because they're winning, but you're also a program that's coming off four straight under 500 years. Yeah. So it, it takes more than just, Oh, we're winning now. You know, it has to be a product of a consistency, but the fact that you've got somebody like Brock, that tells you that's going to affect other guys, receivers. They see that like, holy crap, what's FSU doing over there? I need to get over there. Um, so I think everyone's taking those. I think behind the scenes, it's a lot more, the recruiting momentum is a lot more higher up than I think people actually believe or Michael,
0: can you, get, can you get the people at On3 to change that? We we need that to be Florida State 100%, that graphic <laughs> that Aslan has up. Come on now, let's go On3. Well, get it together. The,
2: pro- the problem is a lot of us knew that this was coming so we couldn't put the picks in that's why his percentage is so low gotcha. so we couldn't put those picks in early so i wanted to give the kid his moment i didn't want to stamp on it because i knew kind of something you know it was coming down and and i think a lot of us you know from on three did but those percentages are more off crystal you know whatever broadcast right. or the hell you want to call them and so that's why his percentage is so low but yeah i think i think this is it this is, this is i mean locked in I, mean, I think this is where he's going and And certainly, uh, I think this has been building with uh, Brock for a while. I think this isn't something that, oh, just happened in a week. I think it's been building and crescendoing from the year, uh, from the season. And I would say I'd go back to, I think it really hit when that Miami game. Not that Miami's anything worth a crap, but Florida State went in there on the road in a hostile environment and beat the crap out of that team. And that's a rival. So you see that. And when you see that, and I told people this on the boards, I'm like, that's a different team. Cause FSU, they have done that in a long ass time. Like they haven't done I anything where, family show. Chill out. Where, where they go in there and just really deliver the knockout blow. Like, Hey, we're better than you. We're going to show you how much better we are. And, uh and I think that's what they did in, in that situation. So I think that's really what, really set it off
0: you also, real quick real, i'm
2: okay. sorry
1: real quick is he an early enrollee as henry asked at the bottom of the screen here michael
2: i believe he is but i will check with brock when i talk to him later you also uh michael and, and i think this is absolutely
0: the truth and it makes sense like yeah brock glenn liked Nor- norvell he liked florida state he was in, he was encouraged yep. and and uh, uh you know intrigued by what he could be in the offense but when ohio state comes calling Mm-hmm. And then you're 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 going to play for a team that hasn't had a winning season since 2000, really a good season in six years. That's right. hard for a high school kid and his parents and and the people in, a, in his circle to commit to. But when yeah. you see what Norvell has done this year, not just that they're winning games and not just that they're blowing out games, but they have one of the best offenses in the United States. It's fun to watch. It moves up and down the field. You can envision yourself putting up huge numbers in this offense now which in august you couldn't because you hadn't never seen it
2: yeah and I think people that have watched you and Ira after these games you see it, it's like this ain't normal what they're doing yeah like this ain't normal going into the carrier Dome winning by 35 points that's not normal obviously beating Miami the way they did we know Miami's not good but nobody's beat Miami to that level uh to that way and so oh, when Clemson. you see this well Clemson did this week but uh, that game was 26 10 the you know third quarter, but or fourth quarter. But my point is they're doing stuff that doesn't look normal. It looks like, you know, back when you know Bobby and Jimbo were there, that's what it looks like. And you see that I mean kids see the confidence these kids are playing with. They're not going into these games like, hey, we want to win or we think we can win. It's like they're going out there to dominate people, you know, and and recruits are seeing that. Recruits have seen this going on and to the recruits' credit a lot of these recruits have called this like even last year when they saw this team, they're like, I really feel like they're doing something special. And then, you know, certainly you get a high King Williams, uh, so that I think that really opened everyone's eyes when you got a five star like that. And then now, uh, but it really matters when you get a quarterback, right? Like when you get a quarterback that's top notch, that's when it really matters and really clicks. And I think this is a, a signature moment for, for Norvell to get a quarterback, uh, to this level, and it's certainly showing the way uh, recruits are viewing this this program now. Um, not that they need my help. Four-star offensive lineman Lucas Simmons, four-star uh, Keldrick Falk, four-star linebacker uh, you know, Blake Nicholson, it's showing what they're doing on the field, but it's also showing as far as how the way they recruit. It's different than the way others recruit. You know, now we find out today Jordan Hall all of a sudden is gonna take a visit to FSU this weekend when he wasn't even really he wasn't even in his top seven. So it's showing, guys, it's showing on the product on the field that it's really starting to dramatically change the type of kids that they're gonna get.
1: All right, Michael, let's uh we'll let you get out of here. We know you gotta hammer out some uh, some stories yeah. here and get catch up with Brock. Uh check yeah. out Michael's hard work over on the premium recruiting board, the PRB. It's for our subscribers of warchant.com. It's only ten bucks for a whole year. Again, Florida State, I think they moved up from 17th to 15th now with the commitment of Brock Glenn, 4 our quarterback out of Memphis, uh, flipped off of Ohio State. Michael, thanks so much, man.
2: Thanks, Michael. It, Take care. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals.
1: All right, there you go, everybody. Hit the thumbs up. Man, you got to like that, huh? You got to like that a lot. Uh, Thanks again to Michael for uh, springing into action on such quick notice. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, To sum up that uh, news, I guess that's pretty accurate. Wow. Dollar.
0: Mm. dollar Bills, y'all.
1: Thanks for our friend Jeremy out there in South Florida. There we go. Momentum. Patience. We don't want to be patient for a 10-win season. It might be here already. We don't want to be patient and wait for recruits to come after another cycle. Maybe it's happening now, so... Makes you feel really good about where this thing is headed, especially with a huge game coming up Friday night, 730 against the Gators primetime. Corey, how much I know after the game against Louisiana, you said that it's going to rival maybe even Oklahoma 2011. I don't know if I'm there in terms of the the atmosphere, but it's certainly going to feel like old times uh, with a big time crowd, we assume. Most likely for this Florida state Florida game on Friday. How excited are you to cover this one again, man?
0: Yeah, man, it's it's neat. This is uh this is why we do it. Uh this is why we do this job. And these last five years, again, I know like I said, it's been hard for you guys to listen every day. I can't imagine that you, I can't it's impossible to believe there are some of you that listen to this show every day of the last five years when they've been playing the way they've been playing. Um, but for them for them to be this good now. And have a game like this of this magnitude because it is a rival. It's on a Friday night. I know it's weird, but it's still it's still cool that the whole nation is going to be watching. And there is a window there. There's a ton of games on Friday for some reason, which is odd. But there's a window there where Florida State, and Florida, is essentially the only game on TV. Man, I just I, you, you feel the excitement and the hype and the anticipation, and that's why we do this job, man. It's I you know I didn't I didn't cover. Uh, I didn't. I didn't go to cover you know Appalachian State. No offense, Mountaineers. And I didn't. I didn't. Our Memphis, even Or Tulsa, like you're at Florida State. I you know I'm, I've been, I've covered national championships. You guys have cheered for incredible teams and incredible players. And to get this back now, where you feel you're going to have a big time atmosphere again, and it has been too long. The Clemson was a fine atmosphere. I get it, but you'd also lost two games in a row, and everybody was you hit you're coming off a bye. And everybody was still upset about the NC State game, which I get. This whole fan base is riding high right now, man. They have not seen a performance like this in nine years. I think it'll be electric. I think it's going to be as loud as it's been in a long, long time. And I just hope they keep playing like they've been playing.
1: Uh, Andre's asking, um, well, that was him. Ian was asking, uh, how certain is this? Well, the early signing period, I think, is December 21st. There you go, Aslan. That's right.
0: Yep. It's
1: going to hang on for 30 days, which I – would surely assume they would at this juncture. If you're going to decommit and then and make a public commitment in that sort of uh, fashion that Brock Glenn did, Knowles are sitting awfully nice with that. They're uh, 15th again on the on three rankings. All right, let's uh, pivot back to the team now. Uh, 16th in the nation after those polls came out. Are we getting the we're getting the playoff poll tomorrow? I think right Tuesday night. Yes. The yep. Poll
0: comes out. Yep. Uh,
1: possibly, maybe even higher in that one. What What do you think about practice on on Monday? I want to say Tuesday because usually we don't see them practice until Tuesday. But what do you think about maybe? What you saw, and then also what you heard from Mike Norvell. I want to describe what he thought about practice on
0: Monday, Corey. Uh yeah, I mean he said it was a good work day. He always says that though. I, I guess it was. You yeah, know, I'm not saying they I have don't been, believe it. I mean, look,
1: hey man, yeah. it, it's looking yeah. good. It's looking
0: but good. he's looking at it through a different prism than I am. Uh, you know, up in the uh, the balcony on Hauser. So he liked what he saw. So I'm gonna take him as first word for it. Again, that's not me being dubious. I just don't know. I don't know. I'm not I'm not smart enough to know if it's a great work day or just a pretty good work day. But he said it was a really good work day. I liked my man, um, Greedy Vance, had another interception. That guy in, in one-on-ones in the end zone, just leaping up over a guy and making a catch. I mean, I just like what I see there. And then Portier had a couple of really nice catches. It just overall, it seemed really businesslike, man. It just seemed like what they've been like the last four weeks. It, I didn't, I didn't see anything out of the ordinary in practice today that I'd seen the lat that I, I've seen the last four weeks. Just kind of business, businessman approach. It's a game. It's a huge game, but they're not going to change anything up now. Yeah. Norvell was in got- sleeves or was, was sleeveless. He was in a short sleeve shirt, which is crazy. That? It was 44 degrees. Who? Norvell? Nor- 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 Norvell, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. yeah. You know. So it's a mindset. It's a mindset you yeah, have to have. That's right. How how's the how are the other defensive backs looking to you in terms of like Amarian and Jarian kind of battling opposite? Because right now, Renardo Green obviously has the other spot locked down, and Greedy's kind of pushing Kevin and maybe even surpass Kevin when it comes to being the slot corner at this point. It seems.
0: Uh, yeah, man. I, I I think they'll probably play about the same number of reps, but I, I Greedy Vance has been just playing at a, a really nice level here uh, lately. And then you know, I just I, I think Amarian Cooper. I I just want to see what he looks like in twenty twenty three. I just want to see it. I, I know it's in there, man. I know it's in there, Duke. I don't know what you're dealing with physically, um, if anything. But I know it's in there. So hopefully uh, hopefully that'll that'll come out again. Maybe it'll come out this uh, this Friday or in the bowl game. But, uh, yeah, and, you know, Jamie Robinson is still really good. What are you going to do? What are you going to say?
1: Quantrell Knows asks, as a fan base, can FSU stop rooting for Clemson to make the playoff? They are a direct rival in the conference A near six bowl berth is not worth them continuing to make the playoff root for Carolina. This is a, that's a, that's a tough, it's a tough thing to dissect and unpack. Uh, you know, I've always talked about you never root for Florida, Miami, unless that would get you into the playoff. Right. I am sorry. I, I just don't have Clemson up there, man. There's two teams that we talk about in this house, you know, mm. Clemson's
0: not one of them. So, right. Um, Norvell mentions Clemson by name all the time. He yeah. loves he loves that team name. I would I, I cannot I can't find myself to root for Florida Miami
1: to make a New Year's Six Bowl playoff. Yes, I could I could come around to being all right with Clemson making the playoff if that gets Florida Saint to New Year's Six Bowl because I think Clemson's got no shot. I think they'll get pummeled. So I'll, I'll roll no. the dice on that. I think I don't know. What do you think? Like Orange Bowl versus Cheez-It Bowl? Is there a Orange Bowl versus Tax Slayer Bowl? Is that? better marketing or is it not worth seeing Clemson, you know, with another pelt on their, uh, you know, record.
0: I think I'm kind of with Quantrell on this one. I don't know that just, I mean, it's still the same night. I think that, that one, a couple of those games would be, I think. So it's, it's like, okay, you get to play in a, in a bigger bowl game. You get some more money, I guess. Although I feel like the ACC still gets the vast majority of it. Um, I don't, cause you can say Clemson would get pummeled, man. Look at Georgia didn't pummel Kentucky. I don't think I can. I can darn tell you that Clemson's better than Kentucky and Missouri, uh, and better than Maryland. So they would have a chance. So I'm, I, yeah. I don't think you want Clemson in in the, in the playoff just because on the outside chance somehow DJ gets hot and they go ahead and, and win the whole thing. You don't need that because you're still kind of you're definitely competing against them and you're still recruiting against them too.
1: As Corey points out, the Orange Bowl will be on December 30th, same day as the Tax Slayer Bowl. Same day as the Duke's Mayo Bowl, which is another bowl I saw Florida State maybe tied to, possibly, and uh, the day after the Cheese It Bowl. So, which is good. I don't want to play on New Year's Day, man. I know that's I don't know. That's nobody, da, nobody is.
0: It's a yeah. Sunday, I think. So, they're, oh. the the uh, playoff games are on the 31st.
2: All right. Well,
1: I don't want to play on New Year's Eve either. So,
0: yeah, I'm with you. All
1: right. Um, yeah, I did see, I think that was the, the Mayo Bowl at like somebody has us Mayo Bowl against Purdue. I mean,
0: why, why, why would the ACC, I, I see all this. And then I see the holiday bowl against Oregon and I'm like, great, man, this is awesome. Why in the world would Jacksonville not want Florida state? I just, unless they're contractually obligated to take somebody else, which they aren't, I just don't understand why they wouldn't just snap up Florida state. It, w- it would make sense to me. If you want people at the actual game, that would be the team you take.
1: Uh, Yes, Matthias, we have talked about the Brock Glenn commitment, flipping from Ohio State scrub
0: to the beginning of this video. You can catch up with us afterwards. Talk about it for 50. We had Michael Langston on talking about showing his highlights, too. You're in for a treat. William Flynn, which
1: we met him at Corner Pocket on Friday night. That's right. From Clemson. He's uh, the next Chip Gaines,
0: flipping houses, flipping cribs. I want Bama, he says. Time to pass the torch. I want William to have a better picture. That's why I couldn't recognize you, buddy. It's not that you don't, you don't, you're not a handsome guy or that you're not even handsome in that picture, but your, your, your face is kind of tilted up. We need a, we need like a, you know, just a a profile shot of you, buddy. Yeah. He's right. I have met him three or four times and I always ask him. I I do recognize the face though. When I have met someone before Aslan, I'm, I'm nice enough to at least say I've met you before. Right. Uh, but I'm awful with names. I apologize. I, I, I'm horrible at, at it. That's why Aslan's, all, uh, you know, that's why Aslan's my favorite guy. Yeah. Uh, also, shout out to an Alex.
1: I saw an Alex as I was walking out. He says he's a big fan of the show when I was leaving Corner Pocket on Friday night. I was oh, out nice. buddy. I, mm-hmm. I left my house. I left these four walls. Um, some guys, I want Bama. T. Schwifty wants to pay back Oregon for 14. I, I think I want Ole Miss because I think Ole Miss will be the closest thing on December 30th or 29th, to what they've been the previous 12 games they had played, like I do want to see Flores say against an, something that's an elite, like an elite defense or an elite offense. I don't know if Alabama's an elite defense this year, but they certainly have pieces. But like I wouldn't think Will Anderson's going to play in that game. I think we. I wouldn't think Bryce
0: Young would play in that game. You know? I was going to say, I, but I don't. I, I, you know, again, it's been three years since we've had to deal with this, and then it was Arizona State in the Sun Bowl, so it wasn't like they had a bunch of dudes, but they did have a couple guys not play. I just think you have to treat a bowl... Like, getting to the bowl game is the is the big deal. The bowl game itself, I mean, it's cool to get to 10 wins, and that is absolutely something to play for, but you don't know who Ole Miss is going to have or not have. You don't know who Florida State's going to have. You want to play that Ole Miss running attack without Jared Verse and Fabian Lovett?
1: Yeah, we'll see what we got,
0: man. And Jamie Robinson? Like, there's a chance that could happen because that's college football in 2022. So, I, I don't know. I, I just... It almost does, like saying you want to match up with this team or that team until you know who the who the, what the roster makeup is going to be. It's just you know treat it as an exhibition, like a preseason exhibition game or postseason exhibition game, I guess. All
1: right, well said,
0: uh, James
1: Gavin's. After seeing pictures of Sam McCall by himself on the sideline, what comes next for
0: him, or are we looking too much into it? Um. Yeah, I mean, I saw those two, and and we've been watching him at at, at practice. Um. I don't know, man. You know, look, he might stay. He might go. I, I certainly would not be stunned if uh, I don't know this weekend at some point he just refreshes that that social media post from two or three weeks ago. And look, man, it's 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 not that sometimes just kids want to leave. They want a better. They want a better chance. I, I will say this: I'm quite confident, quite confident that he'll be replaced with somebody capable because that's what this coaching staff and this program do right now in the portal. They usually win these portal trade-offs. So you lose Sam McCall, which I'm not saying you don't, you want to. Um, I, I think there's a chance he might be a player, but they'll replace him with somebody that probably will be a player. Cause that's what this, this group does. does. All
1: right. Uh, a lot of people echoing. Most, most folks are on the side of you and Quantrell. Our guy Kyle points out that if Clemson does go to the playoff and Florida State goes to the orange, Bowl, that would mean
0: more money for the ACC. Great, so they can put more money into that uh, th- th- that great network. Maybe we can uh, maybe we can get a couple Joe Namath ads in between these games. Shame um, yeah, man. I, it is more money for the ACC, but it's a drop in the bucket. In the prestige of the Orange Bowl would be nice, although again you don't even know who you're playing. Um, I just think the the negative of Clemson and Dabo. Being in the playoff again, we want them to be on the downside, right? As long, you're right. You're right you're that's right. what you're hoping. You, you, it's hard to say that when they're in the playoff again, but if they miss the playoff two years in a row, who boy, what's going on at Clemson? What's going on at Clemson? Has he lost it? Are they on the, the that? That's the, the maybe those will be the stories that are written. And they, they, man, they still got to beat South Carolina, which they will. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, if they play the way they did against Tennessee, who knows, man? Yeah. yeah. Nick Clemson. Weber. Imagine going from Tennessee's defense to Clemson's.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: that's correct. I mean, that you there won't be a more stark uh, difference. Nick Weber, correct? Weber, 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 Weber. yep.
1: Do you think playing an SEC opponent is the best for us right now for the recruits and for the fans?
0: I know you say Ole Miss, but I have heard about Gamecocks, Jacksonville. I mean, it would be their third one of the season and their second one in a row, but... You know, imagine if you just for a second say that they play, they beat Florida, and then they go and they beat South Carolina, which I think they'd be favored to do, but you never know who you're going to have. Um, then you're, you know, you've 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 gone three and zero against the mighty SEC, against three bowl teams, including one that might be in the playoffs. So I think that's uh, that'd be pretty good, pretty good for you guys. All right. By the way, the oh, wow. Nola, Florida State basketball team is playing right now against Mercer, if you have the, the ACC network. Well, no, look, well, listen to us, watch this for 30 minutes, and then tune into the uh, the basketball game.
1: Well said, Corey, well said. I mean, is there anything you have to see out of practice here or here that, that's going to make you feel that will change your opinion on the game? I mean, I'm not going to make you a score prediction right now, but just, I mean, the accumulation of these last four games, I know you can't even stretch back further, talk about the second half against Clemson. But the way this team is playing, I mean, is is the hand in the barn at this point? There's really, you know, we keep talking about how close they are maybe to hitting their head on the ceiling. But if they have, it seems like that's probably good enough to play against Florida. Was Monday enough from what you've seen and what you've heard that you know that this team won't, you know, repeat the mistakes they made last year in the Swamp to close the season strong or at least a regular season strong, Corey?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just don't know if you could could, uh, take that from practice. Um I don't know if me watching practice would, would would tell me one way or the other how they're going to like if they're going to let the emotion get the best of them on on Friday night or or not. Um I did think it was interesting that number 1 what the what their quarterback said which was mm-hmm. when we win that game on Friday night it's going to give us a lot of momentum which is something to say. But then Jared Verse talked, you know, I asked him about if he thought if he agreed with Norvell that they're playing as well as anyone in the country right now. He goes, "Yeah." He goes, "And when we're healthy, I think we're one of, if not the best team in the country. I'm like, all right, Jared. Okay, all right. So I, li- I like the I like the confidence, and there's no reason they shouldn't be confident. And for all I know, he might be right. But you got to go prove it on Friday night. Yeah, here's uh, the tweet. I would like to hear the the tone in his voice.
1: When we win this one, it will definitely build momentum for us. He said.
0: So okay, all right. Core then Any... took
1: that, retweeted it, <laughs> with the, put some juice into it. So. I haven't seen video surface of it yet, which I know we're a little bit behind the times out there in Al- Alachua County, but it's 2022. No one caught this on video.
0: I'd, maybe. I'd hey, to... yeah. Maybe maybe they're not allowed to record their interviews. Touche.
1: Touche, Corey.
0: All right. Well, the game is
1: Friday night. It is 730. It is going to be on ABC. But if you want to make it a little bit more interesting, you should head over to my B-O-O-K-I-E, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code Wake up, and you could get as much as two hundred dollars added to your bonus and to your account on my bookie when you use the promo code Wake up. It's pretty simple. You just got to bet your first deposit amount, and you can cash right on out. As you see here on the screen, a nine and a half point favorite for Florida State right now, fifty-eight points. Your point total, and maybe you don't like the nine and a half. Maybe that's too much. Well, you can scroll on down, and they have all sorts. Of alternate handicaps here, whether you want to go Florida State, maybe you don't feel all that uber confidence. Maybe maybe one and a half is all you want to play around with. Well, you can go ahead and pick that and you can get your odds marginalized and fixed on up right over at MyBookie. Use the promo code WAKEUP when you head over to MyBookie, mybookie.ag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere over at MyBookie. Do you like that nine and a half line or like what would you do, Corey? Would you be, let me see, can I wonder if there's anything like Florida State? Yeah, look at that. You can go like
0: Florida state minus 12 and a half. And then you're, yeah. Then you're you're getting getting money side of things. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, no, see, I thought, I honestly thought it would be like, uh, by the way, Mercer's already hit their first three threes. They have 13 points in three and a half minutes. Oh boy. Um, I, I would think, I thought it would be like 14 just because I still don't think Vegas knows what to do with this team. Like, and you can say Vegas knows, well, they had known Jack squad about this team the last three weeks. Uh, they've easily covered the spread. Maybe they didn't. No, they pushed. No, they did win the game against Georgia Tech. Even though they gave up that touchdown in the last play of the game, the spread was 24. They didn't kick the extra point, so they won by 25. But then they they completely obliterated the spread in Miami and the spread in Syracuse, and they were they they pretty much obliterated the spread last week. I don't think Vegas is in tune with it yet. So I would have thought they would have been like, okay, we're going to err on the side of maybe too much. For florida state but they're still going single digits i would have thought it'd been 12 or 13 points man at least
1: with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice quick strategic thinking is crucial and with obstacles consistently impending determination is essential in overcoming them it's this willingness decisiveness and resilience that sets marines apart with our fighting spirit we don't just fight battles we win them Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Optimist climb. I don't really care what bowl or opponent. I just want to be able to sell 10 wins on the recruiting trail. Doubling your win total has to be darn impressive. How many teams have done
0: that? Well, probably a lot if you go from two to four, one to two, or three to six. But going five to ten, I can't imagine that's been done more than a handful of times, man. that's. That's uh, not normal. Five to ten in one season is uh, pretty, pretty ridiculous. So we well, you know.
1: I think you know. I think Baylor. I think Baylor did that from twenty to twenty-one. Um, but yeah, it's not. It's not a long. It's not a very heralded list of uh, right teams that have been able to do that. Maybe Michigan State twenty to twenty-one as well. I also
0: uh, think if they beat Florida and then if they beat Florida, they're probably going to because some teams in front of them are going to lose. They're going to be. You know, I think they'll probably be 15th in the playoff poll. They'll probably move up to 13th or 12th. I don't know, but maybe if they win their bowl game, are they a top 10 team? If they finish with a six game winning streak, and and even though none of the teams they beat were necessarily ranked, I wonder if they'll be a, 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 a postseason or a top 10 team at the end of the year. That would be what a remarkable, that would be a really neat thing for this program. But again, we're not looking ahead to a bowl game against Purdue or Oregon or Ole Miss or whoever else. There's there's one game Friday night. We shouldn't look ahead. What has you nervous about the game then, Corey? I, mean, I know you you don't want to
1: jinx it. You don't want to be that guy that gets memed or provides bulletin board material. right?
0: Uh, so what does have you nervous about the Florida game then? Just that things have gone so well for a month that you're just waiting for a shoe to drop. Like this can't be just what this team does every game. Like look, Florida is not much, they now look, they're the best it's the best quarterback they've faced in a while, clearly. But Florida, their defense is right on par or less than the teams you've just gotten done humiliating. So it doesn't they don't scare you necessarily, but it's just Florida, and can you really play this well at peak efficiency for what this will be the fourth week in a row, the fifth week in a row if you take out the first quarter against Georgia Tech like that it's just it's not how this sport works anymore. So that just gives me pause. It's just law of averages. But because again, I think this team is very good. It's not an unbeatable team. It's it's a team that has proven it can go into ruts. Uh, it does not have uh, a ton of surefire NFL talent, at least that, that we know of. I guess. So that's what gives me a little concern. It's maybe Florida plays above itself, and Florida State falls back to earth a little bit. But I don't foresee that happening. I don't They'd foresee have to that crash. happening. Have to foresee crash that happen. back to earth. That's the thing. I think Florida State would have to crash back to earth if you want to call it that. I don't think. Well, I, I mean, they're there. they're not a forty point favorite. They're they're not. I just got done telling you Vegas knows I mean, they've, they've, they just, they've just they're dialed the, in. They just lost to Vanderbilt, man. I know. I they got their quarterback
1: quasi guaranteeing wins. I mean, they're yeah they're going to come pressing. I mean, they don't have Ventrell Miller in the first half. The Pensacola Packbuster asked what are keys to victory versus Florida? I mean, I think more so than anything, uh, you know, it's always going to be getting a, a good early start and jumping on somebody. But I really think in this game, man, if they if Florida State can do what they've done and just you know score on their first three drives, it seems like they do every single game here this this stretch in November yeah. and you know, dating back to uh, Georgia Tech in October, and they'll they'll put a lot of doubt in Florida's head, and you know they'll probably you know feel the itis from Thanksgiving dinner the night previous and want to just get back on the bus and get home. So. um I mean, I think protect the ball too because Florida creates a bunch of takeaways, those sort of boring things. And then just run the ball, man.
0: Continue to run the ball the way you have. And run the ball and is- stop the run, which is what yeah. you've been doing at an exceptional level this whole month. Um, and, and yeah, you. the only way I can see Florida winning this game is either Richardson just plays out of his mind or um, you lose you lose the turnover battle convincingly. If you do dumb things – to give them the ball, or to kill your own drives, then you you can lose this game. If you just play ABC football the way you've been playing for a month, nothing special, nothing outlandish. It's not like you look back at these games and think, wow, Jordan Travis was like Houdini. He's looking like Peyton Manning out there. He's just made the simple throws, the easy throws. And they've made the – you know, the holes are there, and they run through them. Now, Trey Benson's done some special things. The receivers have made a couple of plays here and there. But by and large, it's just kind of ABC – football and they're just crushing folks. So as long as they don't get out of themselves, I I really do like their chances. I I think they can win and win convincingly if they just don't do dumb things and continue to play the way they played. I think Florida, Florida's defense is outmanned. They're outgunned in this one. And, and if you don't give them the ball and if you don't shoot yourself in the foot over and over again, you should put up 35 or 40 on them.
1: Have you seen this? Uh, Ronald Shores asked about any word on Sam Hartman to Florida. I think Rick oh, Belue is, is that a thing? I think Rick Belue out of Jacksonville tweeted something about people in Gainesville talking, murmuring about Sam Hartman. And I think two weeks ago, Hartman said that he's pretty much done. But then I, I, I didn't hear it or actually see the tweet, which just gets you in trouble when you go based on what you see on a message board. Hmm. Uh, I think a couple people had said that he was asked, "Would like a would a million dollar NIL deal be be enough to keep you playing college football?" And I think like Hartman laughed it off and said it'd be it'd be tough to say no to that or something to that extent.
0: So uh, they, do they have that at Wake? They they bringing him back? For, I don't want to well, watch. That's, that's I, why the I hope this ahead. doesn't happen. Just because I don't want to watch him play football anymore. Although I shouldn't blame him. It's the offense I can't watch. Um and and look, Land, when you're in the SEC and you just throw lobs down the field, you're not going to get a pass interference call every other time. That's ACC officials, Sam. Don't go to the SEC to a big boy football conference and think you're just gonna lob it up downfield and get bailed out with another ridiculous pass interference call. Um, so yeah, man, I, I guess I don't know. I guess he, he could go to Florida. He is he does have eligibility, and I don't know what kind of NFL prospect he is. Uh shout out I to the But dentist. would you would you be scared about Sam Hartman at Florida? No, I think he runs that offense great. The Wake Forest offense, he runs incredibly well. I don't know that he can do it in a normal I don't know what he'd look like at normal. He might be awesome. Might win a Heisman. I don't know if I'd be scared of that, though. I mean, it's still making decisions, and he makes the right
1: decisions more than not running that slow mesh. And I don't know if that slow mesh makes guys develop downfield open that much more so he doesn't have a tighter window to throw through. But I don't know, man. I wouldn't be scared. But I don't know, man, if you're a bull or whatever they call those folks and you throw around the the collection plate and you guys have enough money to lure him away and you think you're losing Anthony Richardson. I, I don't really even know who they have by, behind Anthony Richardson, to be honest with you, to to comment on that, but I mean, you could certainly do worse than Sam Hartman. I think he'd be all right, but I, I certainly wouldn't be scared about it. I don't think they turn into like the SEC East sleeper pick yeah, next yeah. year because, you know, them dogs. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, shout out to the dentist, Z-Chan. I think his name is Zach. Uh, shout out to him. We appreciate you, man. 49.99 in the jar. Thank you, CJ.
0: Thank you, ZJ. We appreciate that, buddy.
1: Thank you a lot. Good evening, gents. Can you all talk about what a Florida State Alabama Orange Bowl game would look like? Probably. Joe Tess, be. Greg McElroy on yeah. the call. Uh, the famous Orange Bowl brunch served at midnight after the game at the mm-hmm. media hotel. That'd be great. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of Jalen Milrow. Is that the name of the guy that backs up Bryce Young? Probably. I don't know if we, know if we see Jamar Gibbs. I don't know if we would see Jamar Gibbs. I don't know if we see Will Anderson. Um, I think it'd be a high-scoring game.
0: Probably. I think most bowls are probably going to be high-scoring. Like 42-38 um, kind of game. All right. Hey, Z-Chan, by the way, I was going to say, I got, a, I got a medicated filling for my cavity. Just was giving you a heads up. I got my second part of my cleaning done. Um, trying to do my best with this electric toothbrush. I'm taking all kinds of care of this from now on, buddy. You'd be you'd be proud of me. I might still need a root canal though, so that's not great news. But we'll see what happens. As for Florida State Alabama, yeah, I don't know. It's just hard to answer because we don't know who's going to be on the roster. It would be fun. It'd be cool to play them. Um, but I, I just I, I I until we see who's bailing out, not bailing out. I shouldn't phrase it like that. But who was in, electing not to play? to protect their NFL futures, it's hard to know what it would look like. but Because Alabama might be down, I don't know, six starters, I assume, eight starters. Like, when was the last time they didn't play in a game that mattered? So they might be down, like, multiple, multiple guys. I want somebody to make
1: a We Want Bama sign and bring it to the game on Friday. Mm. Be that person. Be that person. Thanks, E-Chan. Uh, check this out. Newcomer to the program in the, in the jar in the, in, the, in the Money VIP Club. Bakari Robinson, ten bucks. Thanks, Bakari. Wake up, first of all. Yes, Aslan, you can call me B Rob, and yes, Corey, my family calls me Kari. Nice. What up, Kari? There we go, two for two. What's going on in the basketball game, Corey? You look distracted. Everything all right? It's uh, 18 to
0: 14 Mercer. They just hit their fourth three. We're six minutes into the game. They're on pace to, uh, you know, score 100 points and hit 25 threes.
1: Uh, I like this question. What's your favorite game in the rivalry? For him, it'll always be choke it dope Keep up the good work. I was looking at the Florida media notes, Corey, the game notes distributed okay. by the Florida media, and they had games of
0: note between the two programs. And they put Choke-a-Doke on there. Oh, okay. Of- well, it wasn't a loss, I guess. They tied the number four team in the country. It's something to celebrate.
1: There's a quote in there from, like, Spurrier about, like, they were celebrating a tie. I said, hell, the same thing happened to us that happened to them. And it's like, yeah, Steve, no. No, yeah. see, yeah. That's, it doesn't work that way. What's yeah. your favorite uh, all-time Florida State-Florida game?
0: There's a, I mean, obviously there's a ton to choose from. I I would say probably uh, 98. Um, I've said this before, but I think that's the loudest I've ever heard. It was the Peter Warwick uh, throw to Dugans for the touchdown to put him up by eight, I think at that point, but also Peter Warwick had made that crazy move on what should have been a pick six, but you beat a very good Florida team with Marcus Allison as your quarterback. Um, And it ended up getting in the national championship game, although nobody knew at the time, but just because Florida had, Florida had essentially cost Florida state the national championship. Each of the last two years, they beat them in 96 for the national championship and the sugar Bowl, And then next year in 97, they beat them when Florida state was number one and undefeated. So, so playing them at home with, with a backup quarterback with Winky hurt and still being able to win that game, holding them, I think without a third down conversion. uh, That's a, that's an all. And just how loud it was, was an all time. Great win. Punter Shane edge said it
1: was probably the worst loss in my four years of college football. Everyone knows that's a Florida State win. There you go, Shane Edge. You right, tell Shane.
0: them. Yeah, I mean, look look at the Southern game they put on there.
1: Ninety six.
0: Yeah, because of that last those last six words, man. All hope was not yet lost because they got to play him again a month later and beat the tar I out don't of feel them. So you lost that one though. You I got. I know. To hey, him. good for them. Good for them it to, was- to It's it's a great rivalry. Went back and forth, man. Florida State won more than they lost in the nineties, but Spurrier number one in dope, but still. Uh, I don't, my memories have
1: nearly uh, don't nearly have the juice that Corey's listed. Um, I, I did like the 98 game. I remember watching that on television as a kid rooster. That was awesome. P-dub shout out. Um, but for me, it's probably 2003 being there uh, in the swamp, like beating that team in that building is incredible. Being able to walk out of that, you know, stadium and, Sing it sucks to be a Florida Gator as you just see all this sorrow and shame mm-hmm. on their faces. It's great. It lifts the spirits. It's better than well, is that what people take to make themselves feel better? Uh, um, I, I love yeah. I loved it. I love it. I love every bit of it. So yeah, 2003, uh, was my favorite project dynasty. I'm scared that we lose too much talent this off season. Help me
0: relax, please. Here's what I would say to that, and I I get it, especially because it's not—it's because you finally look like you have a great core that if they come back, you could really challenge for some special stuff. But um, you look, and the quarterback is an enormous deal. We all get that. As good as Brock Glenn might be, he's not going to be Jordan Travis in 2023. Um, So I get that, but if you just look at last year, you lost your two best defensive ends. Two really good defensive ends, including one of the best in the country. You lost your your best running back, um, and you replaced them with Jared Verse and Trey Benson. So just just rest easy that I, I feel like there's enough there's enough history now to see that these guys do a really good job of evaluating in the portal. And I also think, as I've said before, I think the the pond that they're going to be fishing from is so much bigger with in stocked with so much fish, better fish. Like I'm talking about marlins, folks. I'm talking about marlins and swordfish, and not not just flounder and catfish. I mean, you got shall some land, big game in there. Chilean sea bass, sure, man, absolutely. Um, any of that, all that great stuff. So, uh, so Denver Dover sole, little Dover. That's a fish, right? Sole, right? S O L E. So yeah, I, I just think that they've they've done so well in the portal, and what they've done in the portal has to be appealing to these other guys that will be hopping in here in another week. So that that I get, but you also want your core back, man. It'd be cool if most of the core came back. But I, I just I feel like you have to go into next season knowing you got to go find yourself some defensive linemen that can play right away. I mean have we we do know what the
1: schedule's gonna be like right but we just don't know how it's gonna sort out. I think, right? Because when they announced that they were going to dissolve conference or divisions. uh,
2: Yeah,
0: I think that, yeah, they know all the teams they're playing. They just don't know how they're lined up, except for LSU and Florida. And one other one, maybe. Uh, Whoever the game is before Florida, maybe, or the game after LSU, something like that. That's going to be tough. But, I mean, I'll pull
1: it up here. Shout out to a football schedule. Yeah, Southern Miss. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look at that. You beat LSU, then you got a dub, a dub. Um, well, actually, not well, Dunn, no, no, North Alabama at the end of the year before yeah. four. but all right, so we still get Boston College, man. I, I don't know, man. Phil Dracovic wasn't that dude. I don't know if they're back up. This Whitehead oh, he, guy I thought might have the juice, but he didn't have it against Notre Dame
0: at you Wake, gotta, so we still have to watch that offense again. Yeah,
1: you got to go at Clemson. There's you know, you might be the team that can finally knock, on, knock them off on that home winning streak they have, but man, this conference. I'm not scared of Syracuse. I am not scared of Wake or Duke or Virginia Tech or Pitt. I mean, Miami's in Doak. Uh,
0: you, I mean, you're, yeah, if you're you kind of look at that... talent,
1: Just remember, you still play in the ACC, brother. Yeah, for, for better or worse, I and mean, sometimes it's better because of aforementioned teams. You After
0: could mentioned. that that you you. I mean, obviously, these games are months and months, and we don't even know what the roster is. But I I, I feel like you're probably going to be favored in seven of those eight. So if you just do what you're supposed to do, you might finish the conference season seven and one. Again, we're coming to you live tonight on Monday because it's a short
1: week with Thanksgiving coming up. Hope you're all all able to get home and see your families. We're going to try to do that over here. Uh, Since we are live, we are brought to you by our good friends over at Deluna Coffee, thelunacoffee.com. Come explore our of coffee. Remember, hit that shop, go to gifts, and then look at that. Tumbler's Coffee Cocoa. More of a cocoa guy right now because obviously I'm totally stocked up on coffee. Thanks to our good friend Ed Lemix, the man, the myth, the legend running things over at DelunaCoffee.com. War Champ Bundle gets you cocoa and a coffee sampler, the paradise, as well as that awesome tumbler. So you get one tumbler, about a two ounce bag, one point, one and three quarters, as they say in the industry, and then a one pound bag of hot cocoa. Uh, Cocoa's so good, it's cocoa to die for, as you see there on your screen. It's mm-hmm. real.
0: It's legit. Michael Langston Hey, will Saturday you bring night. me some to practice tomorrow? It's going to be cold again. I'd love a little cocoa to watch the Knolls practice. Yeah, it's going to be toast,
1: that toasty, but like Saturday, I'm going to be sweating again walking to a. Yes, mid 70s.
0: Yeah. So uh,
1: check them out. Thelunacoffee.com. They're Knoll Boosters alumni. Uh, they give back in all sorts of multiple ways. Thelunacoffee.com promo code is WARCHANT15 it saves you 15% on your order. Our guy, Teddy P. Shout out, by the way, to Ed. I saw today that Dabo met with Auburn. Anybody else hear that? We'll get to that one in a second. Let's uh, give a shout out to our guy, Teddy P. here. Thank you, Teddy. Ten
0: bucks in the jar. Uh, What's the
1: score, Corey?
0: It's 22-21, good guys.
1: All right, there we go. Sam Fletcher
0: with 10 early points. Never in doubt, never in
1: doubt. What do you think about Pokey this year and an NFL future? Him and Johnny is why the ground game is taking off. Got to keep a safety on top of both of them.
0: I don't
2: know uh, about
1: that. Yeah, but I mean, that the offensive line's mauling people. Uh, they're getting to the second level easily. That's what's helping them out. But Pokey NFL, I mean, he's fast. They they like that. So that's always a good thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is fast. He'll, he'll test well at the combine. Assuming he gets invited, I would think he would. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't think it's just Pokey that's 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 helping the ground game. They but I, I get what you're saying. You do have a he's the burner, he's the fastest receiver you got. Well, him and Deuce, uh, but they never throw it to Deuce. And then um, and then uh Johnny, you obviously have to have help over the top with him. So that does help open things up. So does the fact that your quarterback can keep it, which he did as Ira wrote in the three, two, one. Um, that might have been by design for Jordan to run as much as he did on some. Maybe it was just because things broke down. But also the fact that he 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 reminded those Florida defenders, oh yeah, he's a good running back too. He's a real good. He's a running back back there. He's not just um, a statue. Um, that's probably that you know you have to prepare for that. So that was good to see him running the way he did in that game. As for his future, man, I just hope he makes a spot. I, I think the fact that he plays special teams or has in the past helps. Um, he's certainly going to be fast enough to make an NFL roster. He doesn't have the pedigree. Are the resume necessarily to be like a high draft pick, or maybe even a draft pick at all. But if he goes in and plays well at a camp, which he'll definitely get to a camp, he he certainly has a shot. Travis Rudolph made a made a roster for a while, right? Richard Goodman, guys like that. Uh back to uh, Ed. Did we mention this on the show? Probably
1: mention on the pod, maybe mention on the smash. I don't, I don't recall. Uh, but he said Ed said he saw Dabo meeting with Auburn. Has anybody else heard this? Did you saw, see it, Ed? Did you see? Were they in? Was he meeting with them in Deluna? Was he meeting with the corporate offices? I, I saw a site float out. Maybe Auburn would go big, like a la AM doing what they did to get uh, Jimbo there. I don't buy it. I know he's a, he's from Alabama, but he went to Tuscaloosa, right? I don't know if. I mean, I don't know if that's a forgivable sin. If you do go to Auburn, like would why they would think? he do it? Like why would he do it? Tired of beating up on Wake Forest all
0: the time. I was going to say, no, he's not. Why would he do it? Why would anybody in their right mind leave Clemson, where he has it rolling, and he is beloved, to go to that chaotic tornado? That's not even his alma mater. It's the actually kind of a rival of his alma mater. Like it just doesn't make any sense on its face. I mean, I guess they could offer him twenty million dollars, but if you're Auburn, why would you offer Dabo twenty million dollars when Unless he's bringing Venables with him, which he won't. So, you know, I it just none of that makes a whole lot of sense. Leverage, right? Leverage to get every last
1: dime out of Clemson. Although I, I feel like Clemson's never like said he, no to him on anything. I was going
0: to say he's getting a lot of dimes out of Clemson and has for a decade. Uh, our guy, Island Chief, who is your least favorite Gator player of all time? Ooh, that's a good one. One of the pouncies, Jaques uh, Green. Yeah, I was trying to think of ones that were heartbreakers. Um, Tebow. It's it's Tebow, man. I mean, no, but human was being, so I bad. don't care,
1: man. I don't care. I don't care, man. I don't. I don't. I mean, good for the society. But what he did, the way he was lionized for beating up on those horrible Florida State teams. Um, that just, no, man. That number, 15.
0: No, sorry. Good human being. But no. Between the white lines, no the the reason i don't think him is because like you said florida state was so bad that he he's not like he cost you anything Jacquez green cost you national titles fred taylor cost you national titles like those that to me is maybe a bit uh different I, but i don't i don't really have one maybe Doug johnson just cuz he yeah. whipped a ball at Bowden's head in a fight uh, and then later became a falcons quarterback who and he was terrible uh, so uh riley cooper is that a good answer yeah think riley cooper Aaron Hernandez, those uh, there's the answer. He's my least, and that is absolutely the truth. Aaron Hernandez is my least favorite Gator of all time. Okay. Um, uh, Supreme asks, have we uh, have we seen that? Brock Glenn committed to FSU, flipped from Ohio State. We that did is, indeed. We well, had Langston on to start the show and showed like ten minutes of his highlights. Uh, so, like uh, Aslan said earlier, scrub back to the beginning and uh, you can watch that whole thing. Rob Rathbun in the crib.
2: Great cash,
1: homie. Rob, man, let us know your least favorite gator in the comments, Rob. We'll pop it up on here. There you go. Uh, let us know your least favorite gator as well, everybody. I'm sure he'll give us some some better ideas as well. Uh, Tom
0: Ortner asks, guys, how many unused trick plays does Norvell still have up his sleeve? Nine. He's got a quadruple reverse that he hasn't whipped out yet, where it goes back, forth, back, forth, back, forth, and then they, uh, they end up always losing 25 yards when they try it. Um, look, he's, you know, they, we don't get to see, I think that element of practice. I think they said that, uh, what was the trick play they ran kind of recently? Philly. Special oh, it was the, uh, Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah. And they talked about how they run those, uh, they, they run those like Thursday, I think is their day to run those plays and we're not there for Thursday. So he, he knows better than to not, to not, to do it, uh, to not do it in front of us. Cause we, you know, we would talk about it. So I, I would say he's got a few. He's not yeah. done. He's not. He's not all dried up. Yeah.
2: Well
0: Matthew said. Cleveland just airballed a seventeen-foot jumper. There you go. We got a lot of as We got an Ike
1: Hillier. We got a Riley Cooper. Hernandez. Ed Ed goes with the uh, Tebow. Great mm-hmm. minds think alike. Shout out, uh, Rob Krause. Uh, throwing Shane, Shane edge. <laughs> edge, he kissed the ring, man. He he admitted, man, he, he admitted that they lost that game. There's so. a
0: weird play in that game when Florida State's on their way to the come back. Peter Bulware almost, and this was a, when Bulware was a sophomore, maybe a freshman. He almost blocks the punt of Shane Edge, and but he misses him. And Shane Edge like pushes him three times, like in the chest hard. Like, so Shane had a little edge to him for a punter, no pun intended. And yeah. Spurrier's a good one, too. Spurrier's a really good good answer to that. Yeah. Oh, shiny pants. Collinsworth. Um, Chris Collinsworth. That's another Yeah. One.
1: Yeah. Gator Kirk goes uh, all-inclusive. Least favorite
0: player is any player that ever played there. Okay, but. that's fair. Unless that offensive lineman transfers, the kid that's uh, – the the big five-star kid that just uh, is about to get in the portal. Score update, Corey? Oh, yeah, it's commercial. I think the Noles are up by four.
1: All right. Thank goodness.
0: Uh, Josh Moore says, Dabo
1: did me with Auburn. It's confirmed by Auburn. Also, I need a link. I'm going to need a link. Uh, would that be my prayers getting answered? What What if he were to, I mean, just whatever. It's Monday night. What What else are we going to talk about? If he were to leave, I mean, you want to talk about
0: good fortune and, and the gates Man. opening up for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's all. no matter what, ha- if he leaves it, no matter what happens Friday, it's a good week for Florida State. Because it's just it's uh you know their whole all their players go back you know the the portals open the kids that have committed and they just got two like pretty big time commits I thought in the last couple of days that I saw on Twitter and now he's meeting with Auburn I just I just it doesn't, doesn't make, make any sense anything. Dabo go man go do it I just doesn't make sense all right now I
1: take it back I wish I wouldn't even mention that
0: um, great, great as long long long. Long. I mean you know twenty
1: eight twenty four Florida State there you go Vanessa Gooch that's a good call.
0: Um, uh, gosh, yeah, that's right. He played for both. Yeah, he did play for both.
1: All right. Uh, we've hit about the top of the hour here. We've, uh, oh shoot at the buzzer. You should have said, was it, was it our last show that everybody kept coming in at the buzzer? Or was it the smash? Dane Strickland comes in off the of top rope. <laughs> Dane Strickland with 50 bucks. Finally, my turn to give money to wake up or I only get to listen to you guys on my way to work.
0: Well, that's a good time to listen to us, Dane, but we, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much, man. Um, that's, that's awesome. Uh, it was your turn and we're glad you got the memo.
1: Shout out to Dane. All right. We appreciate you all for joining us again. Uh, Brock Thank you, Glenn. Dane.
0: Thank you, buddy. Thank you, everyone. You guys, yeah. you guys are the best and congrats on Brock Glenn. Yeah. So check out warchant.com for a complete analysis of the flip from
1: Ohio state to Florida state from quarterback Brock Glenn consensus four-star. With everybody that's out there that does these things, uh, hit the thumbs up. We certainly would appreciate it. Thank you to Dane, Rob Rathbun. Rob actually dropped twenty bucks twice. He didn't even say anything. Has he? Old Robbie Rob,
0: list. man, just doing what he does. Just he doing his what his that guy game does. Does he post these? I can't. I can't see
1: it. I don't even know if it's there. But uh, we appreciate the heck out of him. Island Chief Teddy B uh, P, rather Teddy. Shout out a uh, Bakari, aka B Rob, aka
0: Kari. Kari, yeah. yeah. Kari and Z- Cory. <laughs>
1: Z-Chan, as well as our guy Jeremy Ivins down there in South Florida. Practice tomorrow morning, or today, as you're listening to this as your Tuesday podcast. We'll be out there. Interviews to follow, uh, as well as observations. Seminal headlines, 1 to 3 o'clock. Yes, Corey? That's right. That's right, buddy. That's right. All right. All the dudes in the room together doing the show, doing the thing. Uh, thanks for watching. Again, hit that thumbs up on the way out. For Corey, I'm Aslan. Thank you for watching this edition of Wake Up, War Channel, presented by our good friends
0: at Corner Pocket Bar. Happy and Thanksgiving, Explorer. everyone. Happy Thanksgiving.